All right, we're back. It's the Ball Z Podcast. I'm your host, Parker. And I'm your co-host, Taylor Mathis. Yep, and it's fucking playoff time, boys. We got three teams looking to become two-time champions. One of them is a returning champion. And we also got three teams looking to earn their name on the Balls Deep Championship Trophy. Taylor, you know we got a trophy and, like, we have the engravings on the trophy? I've seen it multiple times. I've held yeah. it at Lambeau only, Field. Only, 16, only six people have their name on that trophy. It's a coveted re- award, you know. Oh, it's like the presidential election, you know. It's history. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so Taylor, let's dive right into it. So we got uh, six playoff teams. Um, number one seed, the Cuck Lord, very deserving. You know, he goes nine and four this season. This is his fourth playoff appearance, his second year in a row. In 2021, he went two and one, came in second place. 2019, he was 0 and one, lost in the first round. In 2018, he was 0-1, lost in the first round. But yeah, you got to give props to Jared for leading his boys to the number one seed. He won when it mattered. He got the number one seed after having – like, after he would have lost the tiebreaker to me and Bloom, like, if me and Bloom would have won, won this weekend, he'd be in the five seed. So, pretty surprising that he pulled it off. He, he earned his spot, though, this year. Um, yeah. He put together a good team, made some good moves, uh, even worked through the McCaffrey trade, and then the scares about uh, Justin Herbert being out for the rest of the year. So, very well done on his part. Yeah, and Jack – Jack kind of helped him out. Jack needed the Cucklord to lose or the Cucklord to beat Team Sutton last week. So he traded him Brian Robinson for Dante Foreman. And I mean, Brian Robinson's been a stud all season. I, I think Antonio Gibson's better, but ever since he's Brian Robinson's been healthy, I think they just like giving him the ball more in those red zone situations. I mean, he actually has only scored two touchdowns running, but I feel like he always gets touches in the red zone. Well, I don't want to start any drama, but clearly. Uh, they did that out of spite, but um, we'll, we'll save that topic for next year's next season. Um, but yeah, well deserved on Jared's part, and he did get a really, uh, a, basically a free gimme with getting Brian Robinson, which is going to help them as yeah. the the Commanders. Excuse me, I only said almost said the Redskins uh, are playing really well right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, he's just been leaning on Justin Herbert all season. He did take Justin Herbert out a couple games for Tua. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, his team's stacked. He's got Mike Evans, Tyler Lockett, Travis Kelsey, Christian McCaffrey. And, I mean, yeah, he, he deserves the buy, so he gets to just sit back and relax this weekend and hopefully claim the throne for the first time. And he's got a good roster. Like, he's got good depth. So, that there's yeah. a reason why the guy's number one. Take yeah. notes. Yep. So, rolling into our two seed, the Cleveland Steamers, our returning champ, the 2021 champ. This is his third playoff appearance, his second year in a row. Last year, obviously, he was 2-0, and won the championship. Um, in 2018 was his other playoff appearance. He was one and one and lost in the second round, ended up becoming in uh, third place. So, I mean, yeah, the steamers here, they're eight, four and one. He did benefit from that tie. Cause he was, if he was eight and five, I did have the tiebreaker over him. It didn't matter. Cause he has a better record. You know, the tie helps him out. And I mean, he just had a solid draft and that just kind of carried him through the season. You know, he only made eight free agency moves or waiver claims over the season so he really relied on his draft players he just trusted his guys he built a strong locker room and I mean off the back of AJ Brown Pat Fryermuth Jamar Chase all these guys just balled out for him 49ers defense I mean his team is stacked and he deserves the two seed yeah uh very well said uh I won't be surprised if uh coach uh Coleman gets a call from Dodge here pretty soon because he's literally grabbing life by the horns taking his team to another playoff run the guy reminds me of Andy Reid he just doesn't sweat no matter what the scenario is uh he had a lot of faith in the original guys that he drafted this year I think that speaks testimony to why these guys are loyal that's why he's back in the playoffs uh but 
best of luck to him. He's a guy that we're definitely going to be watching and wouldn't be surprised if he ended up in the championship. Yeah, one thing to look out, though, for the Steamers is they did hire a locker room cancer. Or they did pick up a locker room cancer late in the season. They did pick up Deshaun Watson. So that's something to keep an eye on to see how the locker room adjusts to a – there's a lot I of allegations against the man. Not saying he's innocent I, or guilty, but a lot of allegations against the man. Uh, that's just a progressive mindset, you know, um, a, a lot of allegations. But, hey, um, he's a different type of coach. His players like him. Uh, that's why he only made eight moves. And he's in the playoffs, so we can't really question his method. Yeah, the Steamers are known to only hire male massagists. So, they might work yep, out. I mean, later. can't be misogynistic. <laughs> yeah. All right, and let's kick it over to our third team. Yours truly, the Pittsburgh Feelers, baby. Pittsburgh born, Pittsburgh Rays. We're back in the playoffs. This is our fourth playoff appearance, our first time since 2021. I mean, uh, since 2020. 2020, we went one and one. We lost in the second round. 2019, we went two and oh. We were the champions. 2018, we were one and one, and we were second place, losing to Sheer. Um, so, yeah, feels good to be back. Feels like we're where we belong. Really, wish let me ask see- you the question. I mean, it, it has to be boring talking about your team and yourself. Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, this week, even though you're predicted to win, uh, you got a guys, a lot of guys out, uh, you know, just through uh, a bye week injury, and you got a couple of questionable guys in your lineup that may or may not play this week. How do you feel uh, going into week one of the playoffs, knowing that you could be eliminated? Yeah, I was about to get to that. I wanted to. I really wish we would have won last week, and that way we would kind of we would have gotten the bye. Because yeah, this week is kind of brutal. We got Aaron Jones on the bye, Brett, David Montgomery on a bye. Justin Fields, Cole Komet, both on buys as well. Lamar Jackson's hurt. Hayden Hurst is hurt. I mean, I only got one available player on my bench, and it's a defense. So not the brightest look for us, but we are projected to get a good amount of points this week. I trust Dak. We still got big Dick Derek. Um, Tony Pollard's coming to his own. Dallas finally realized he's the better running back. Devontae Smith, I mean, he can put up 20 points in the game, like, without – without sweating zay jones has really come around i think he's trevor lawrence's favorite target on that jacksonville squad we're going to try and trust the raiders defense this week probably against the rams but we may make a switch over to the jets but they are playing buffalo but we'll get in more of that when we um examine the matchup between me and mccraney but um yeah let's go over and kick it over to the fourth seed we got the sexy Sovi slugs back in the playoffs for the first time in four years since 2017 it's been a long drought for the Slugs. Some thought the Slug Garden dried out, but he's back. He's 0-1 in the playoffs. He lost in the second round in 2017, but he's back, and he's here to make some noise. What, what do you think about his squad, Taylor? Well, I'm really excited to watch uh, the John Sovical Bourbon Bowl uh, this week. Uh, two great matchups. Um, looks like the Garden really did flourish this year under the Sexy Slugs. Uh, but I hate to tell you, this is where the Cinderella story ends. I think this week, uh, Team Bloom, a.k.a. Mr. Beta Bay, is probably going to put uh, a hurricane and a big curtain on that garden this week with the sexy slugs. Um, I could be wrong. I just think this week, going into this week, he has a little bit of a better matchup um, compared to what the slugs have. Um, and also, the only thing that's going to be hurting really Bloom this week is his QB situation, uh, facing a good 49ers defense. But Bloom... Yeah. Also has still really good wide receivers, a great tight end, uh, and a defense that's really favorable with the Cowboys to go off against the Texans. But who knows? Um, anything could happen uh, this week, but my pick's going with uh, Team Pussy Destroyer. 
went in the John Sevenkel Bourbon Bowl. But let, let's at least review the slug season before we just count him out. You know, he kind of slugged his way through the season. He he started off hot, but then kind of finished sluggish. The the Cooper Cup injury killed him, and then Tyler Higby just is a ghost out there. They never throw to him anymore. They have Stafford relied on the Eagles defense. They played well all season, and yeah, I mean, I, I, his team looking at the rosters is just not. It's not like a power hitting team to me without Cooper Cup. No, in there. no, not whatsoever. Ashman has straws and open. Someone just has a good game. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's got Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes, so you can't go wrong at quarterback this week. But the rest no. of the the rest of the the team leaves a lot to be desired. Well, the you know Burrow, you would think Burrow and the Browns would be a great matchup, but. Every single time, at least the past two games that the Browns have played the Bengals, uh, the Browns' defense has absolutely shut down Joe Burrow and sacked him multiple times. So, like, I don't really let that 21-point favorite of him going off this week fool me, just looking at the past results, him playing the Browns. Uh, But the Slugs, they did a lot of great things this year as a franchise. I mean, first time ever they won the Turkey Bowl. Uh, That had to be a great feeling. Two two straight games. He's got a two-game winning streak over Burnham. You know, for going from the laughing stock to the league, finishing four and seven just by every time to making the playoffs, it's a huge jump. I wouldn't be surprised if some more other organizations start reaching out to him for some advice or to get that sponsor with Bud Ice. Yeah, true. But um, yeah, kick it over to our fifth seed, the team that the Slugs will be playing. You already talked about him, but Team Pussy Destroyer, he's back for a fourth time, first time since 2020 when he was the reigning champ. Um, so 2020, he went 3-0. 2018, he was 0-1, lost in the first round. 2017, he was 2-1 and and was in second place, losing to Sutton. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you kind of already hit all the major points with this, so we won't go too in-depth. But he he started off slow, 0-2, but then he just caught fire, won about five in a row. And then he, he's kind of teeter-tottered. He didn't play good in the last week of the season, but I think he was just resting his guys, getting ready for this week. You know, he didn't really need them to play. He was already secured a playoff spot, just – just he didn't care what where when he had to play. He just he just wanted to know who he had to play. You know what I'm saying? No, that's very well said. The only thing that really concerns me uh, is that this week's matchup for sure favors him. Uh, but going in deeper into the playoffs with the roster that he has right now on the bench is not a really strong bench uh, to get him that far. Uh, especially as they figure out in Baltimore uh, with Tyler Huntley, uh, if he's going to be starting, Stafford's done. Uh, but you know, he still has a, an opportunity. Never count the guy out. Uh, but it's going to be really difficult to get past these next couple of weeks after this week, uh, especially with just the talent of everyone's playoff team making it. Yeah, he really needs Austin Eckler just to go off, like, for a 30-pointers each week now. Because, like, that's yeah. his best bet. That's his best yeah, bet. Yeah, because with, with Lamar being out, that, that hurts Mark Andrews a lot because that's Lamar's favorite target by far. Yep. And basically only target right now with Hollywood Brown being out, Duvernay. So, yeah. Well, Hollywood Brown is on the Raven or the Cardinals. That's right. Not Hollywood Brown. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's been out all season. <laughs> cut that. Not Hollywood Brown. What's the <laughs> What's the guy's name? I can't think of his name. Not Duvernay. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We'll cut it out. All right, and then our, our sixth seed, Tim McCraney, his second playoff appearance, first since 2020. He went 0-1, lost in the second round. But, yeah, McCraney's back. He's looking to do some damage. He went on a three-game winning streak to end of the season and just sneaked in in that sixth spot. Got got some luck along the way because he would have lost a tiebreaker to Sutton. But he he's here, and he's, he's ready to play. I mean, his team is pretty loaded. With, like, he has a lot of big names on his team, but it's up to them. It's up to them if, like, 
you know, if they're going to perform. You know, he's got Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams, Aaron Mar- Aaron Rodgers, Dalvin Cook, and all those guys are the big names, but are they going to perform in the playoffs? That's the question. Um, well, first of all, you got to give this guy uh, a round of applause. He made some moves in silent, and he kind of just popped up, you know, make it into the playoffs. He's on a three-game win streak, so he's really dangerous right now. Um, all he has to do is really figure out who he's going to start for QB this week, and he's going to give you a run for for your money. Yeah. Um, same thing. He has not the worst bench, but not the strongest. Uh, it should be really interesting for your scenario as we find out in the next couple of days who's going to be able to play and who's not. Because if you don't have Waddle, and if you don't at least um, at least get some points with Dak this week, uh, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah. No, yeah, I'll be I'll be in trouble if especially I mean Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams scare me. I can just see them putting up 30 points each. So I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely scared for him. But um, yeah, I mean, you gotta give props to him. He 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 got in the playoffs, he he made the moves, he also snuck under the radar. We got we might have to do an internal investigation on the Devontae Adams trade with Shear. Well, that that's under further review, but no comment at this time. Um let yeah. the boys play. You know, yeah. everyone's making moves. You gotta do what you gotta do to win. Yeah, that's very true. So, um, yeah, let's get into the playoff matchup. So, we already kind of talked about the plays over them. So, the first matchup we got, um, do you want to talk about the, the John Sokol Bourbon Bowl or do you want to talk about the Trojan Bowl first? Which one? Let's talk about the Trojan Bowl. The Trojan Bowl. So, we got two teams from the Dix division and battling it out for the third time this year. We got Pittsburgh at 8-5 and five versus Team McCraney, the three versus six seed. McCraney 7-6. and six. McCraney won both the matchups of the regular season. Week four, he won 102 to 97. And week 13, last week, he won 115 to 110. So both kind of close games within five points each game. So I'm nervous. Not going to lie with you, Taylor. I'm nervous. I'm worried Pittsburgh might end here. And and I hope the road doesn't stop. Well, it just depends on a couple factors. Honestly, this week in your lineup and the matches that they have, you're probably favored to win. You could easily win this week. But with your questionable guys and then the the amount of resources that you have on your bench is really going to screw you. Um, I think Pittsburgh, if everyone comes out and plays according to plan, walks away with the W in the Trojan Bowl. Yeah, I mean, right now I'm projected to win, but he still has Aaron Rodgers in when he's on a bind. He did pick up Tannehill. He's projected to get 15. So that'll put the projections up up to 115 apiece. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a close game. I'm going to be keeping an eye on it all weekend, obviously. But, yeah, I'm nervous. If, if Waddle and Jones can't play, I, I might be fucked because there's no one on yeah. the game. Yeah, I mean, if those two guys can't play, I think it's a McCraney win for sure. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm really hoping we win. Um, But, yeah, kicking it over to our next game, we got the John Sobical Bourbon Bowl. We got the number four seed, the Sexy Sobe Slugs, at seven and six versus the number five seed, the Pussy Destroyer, at eight and five. Pussy Destroyer, he won the only matchup of the regular season in week 11. He won 143 to 101, so an absolute stomping. Um, but, yeah, like we were talking about earlier, I don't know. The projections have it as a seven-point game going the Pussy Destroyer's way, but I don't know if it's going to be that close. Yeah, I, I just think this week uh, Bloom has the favorable matchup once again. Um, we kind of highlighted earlier earlier with Joe Burrow playing the Browns and just his overall performance and the stats every time he has played the Browns. Um, I would not buy into Joe Burrow going off this week. Um, and just the just what's going to hurt the slugs is his running back lineup. I mean, Latavius Murray, he's a he's a second string running back. He's been 
doing whatever he can uh, to fill up that hole until they find another franchise running back. But I don't expect him to go off against the Chiefs. But also what hurts him is his tight end situation. But then again, Mark Andrews not having Lamar could hurt uh, Bloom this week. But overall, I think Bloom walks away with the W for this week. Yeah, but I mean, I'm going to tell you what, SoCool is going to be the biggest 49ers fan there is come Sunday at 425. Yes, sir. Bloom's got three Bucks players starting right now. And all three of them are playing the but are playing the Niners, who have the number one defense. So it'll be interesting to see how how well they perform because the Niners, their defense is loaded. Dude, Niners defense is really good, but I also think Tom Brady is like on fire right now. <laughs> has to be feeling good about himself. So I think he's going to bring his A game. Yeah, I, I, I never. He can't keep getting away with this. You know, dude, I don't know. How I don't know. Dude. There's he, something that's crazy about that the Monday night game was absurd. Uh, Insane. I, I think he's feeling pretty good. So it's going to be a really interesting game. I mean, all the playoff games, the first round, I mean, they're great matchups. Um, there's there's yeah. so many different things that could just happen uh, until we play tomorrow and then Sunday and Monday uh, just in everyone's lineup. So it just all depends how the wind blows and how it flows, baby. So we'll see <laughs> what happens. Yeah. Yeah, it's playoff time, baby. So let's get into everyone's favorite segment. We debuted it our last time we were on. Let's get into the playoff simulator. All right. So here we go, Taylor. Who, who do you think is going to win the Trojan Bowl? We already went over this, uh, but the Trojan Bowl, I got Pittsburgh making it out. Pittsburgh. If the lineup goes according to plan. If not, you can see McCraney in there with no problem. Yeah. What about the John Sovacool Bourbon Bowl? Who's advancing? Oh, it hurts me that Sovacool won't win, you know, carry on the legacy. But I think <laughs> Bloom is going to – He's gonna win this one. Spot during the bowl game. You yeah, know, it's, it's gonna be sad. It's gonna be a sad day for the Suggs. But anyway, so back on um to the second round of playoffs. So that means we'll have the Cucklor three thousand versus Team Pussy Destroyer, the third matchup of the season. The Pussy Destroyer owns the Cucklor of the season. He's two and zero against him. You know. Yeah, I mean that's a game I'm gonna be fired up. I mean that's a matchup I want to see for the division, uh, for the um conference championship or whatever. Yeah. Before the Super Bowl, I honestly think just right now with who the cuck lord has and then just the depth that bloom has i think cuck lord redeems himself but hey there's no other matchup that i want to see and then the one i predicted between coleman and uh team pussy destroyer but unfortunately cinderella stories have to end i think the cuck lord's gonna yeah get him in. I, I mean i yeah i can't comment on it i don't i don't know who's gonna win that one so then we also got in the second game we got the Pittsburgh T- feelers versus the cleveland steamers who do you think's gonna win that and make it to the championship I mean, again, bench depth. I I think it's uh the steamers. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the steamers. I mean, we did beat them earlier in the regular season, but that doesn't mean shit come this time. So we'll see how it goes. But yeah, so we got the championship game between the Cucklord and the Steamers, the one versus two. Taylor, you're going chalk in these, you know. Oh, uh, I, I I can't I can't be put in this predicament right now. It's too it's way too early to predict the championship who who would be the winner. I mean, if you had to bet your money on it, who do you think it would be? No, Taylor, I'm asking you. Don't, don't shy away from the question. Right. I got us this far into the, the, the segment. Um, I got to say. Let's um, go get the Taylor kiss of death. <laughs> I got Jared. Jared. Jared the Cuckler coming in, getting his first championship and his name on the trophy. All right. That's our playoff simulator. We'll see. We'll see how it wraps up in these next couple of weeks.
And now, welcoming you to the first annual Balls Deep Award Show. Let's get to our last segment, Taylor. The best segment of the year. Everyone's yeah. been waiting for it. We've surveyed hundreds of guests. We've surveyed Miss Koontz third grade class a Special dozen times each week. We've tallied up the votes, and it's fucking award time, Taylor. We got our awards. All right, so let's get off to our first hey, award. I, I just want everyone to picture this. So you're like the ESPN award. So when we call yeah. out your name, there's a highlight we'll, tape of you. We'll put music balance. in the background. Going across. Yeah, it's like yeah. This is bigger than the ESPYS. The ESPYS will have a balls deep segment because this is. We so called cool. Dick Vitale, but he didn't return our call to to do the show. But maybe <laughs> next year, as the show grows, the awards will grow. But for our first award to give out, we have best draft. Who had the best draft? We have three nominees. Now this is from our polls all season long. We've we've pulled our guests. We've pulled Miss Coot's third grade class. We've pulled off our listeners. So here we go. The first team that's nominated is uh, the Cleveland Steamers, head coach Coleman. We got the Sexy Sobe Slugs, head coach by Sova Cool. And we got the Team Pussy Destroyer, by uh, head coach by uh, Nick Bloom. Now, all three of these teams got best draft because they all made the playoffs and they only made eight roster moves during the regular season. Um, they mostly stuck with their guys they drafted, and they all made the playoffs. But it can only one team can win. It's Team Pussy Destroyer. So congrats to Team Pussy Congratulations. Destroyer. The best draft award. You know, we, it was tough. It, it came down to really Team Pussy Destroyer and Coleman. Um, both of them had great records, but we had to give it to Team Pussy Destroyer because he put up more points and he had a better interdivisional record. But yeah, five hundred dollars will be donated. Least, but it goes to Team Pussy Destroyer. Five hundred dollars will be not donated to the KFC After School Fund program. So congratulations, Team Group Bloom. We really yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, we appreciate it. All right, and then moving on to our second award, we got the Comeback Team of the Year. Our nominees are again Sexy Sobe Slugs. We got the <laughs> Cucklord Three Thousand, and we got the Team McCraney. Um, the Cucklord Three Thousand is in it because he's he came in second place last year. He's also in the playoffs. We got Team McCraney because he made the playoffs. Comeback team. He needed to win that final game, and he had to have Sutton lose. And the Sexy Sophie Slugs are in it because they haven't made the playoffs in four years. And, uh, Taylor, you want to do the honors in unveiling who won? Yeah, uh, and the winner of this year is 2022-2023 uh, Comeback Franchise Coach of the Year uh, goes to the Sexy Slugs with Pat Sobical. Yep, congratulations to Sexy Sobe Slugs and Patrick Sobicool. You guys, y'all are the comeback team of 2022 and 2023. Congratulations, boys. Y'all deserve it. 
All right, kicking it off to our next award. We got the surprise team of the year. This team surprised us the most. We didn't know, based on the early season predictions, our, our first podcast, we didn't know if they'd be good or not. Um, our first team nominated, we got Team Sutton. Our second team nominated, um, we got Team McCraney. And our third team nominated, we got Morning Chubb. All three of these teams, they surprised us all season. They were in it till the very end. But it, don't, it can only come down to one team, and that team is... Team McCraney. So congratulations to Team McCraney. You are surprise team of the year for 2022. Big season out of you. You won when it mattered, and... uh, yeah, you're in the playoffs. Congratulations. Could be walking away with MVP as well. Yeah. It's all over. Yeah, when it's all over. Yep. And then our next award, we got the biggest choke job. So this is to, goes to the team that had the biggest joke choke. Um, they had a great team all season and they just flustered down the end. They couldn't they couldn't get it done. Um, our nominees are Team Taco with um his draft picks and like how he was projected to be like the first seed overall by the IBM. Um, we have Team Masturbation, and we have Team Sutton. And the winner of Biggest Choke goes to Team Sutton. Ooh, you suck! I'm sorry, Team. I'm sorry, Will. But you had to win. All you had to do was win in the final week. You had your bench scored enough players to get you that dub, and you just choked it away. You know, you just didn't make the playoffs this year, so... Your team is the team choke of the year. Biggest choke of the year of 2022. Um, the American Red Cross every Saturday offers free CPR classes if you know someone that's choking. So <laughs> yeah. you might want to look into that. Yeah. And then for our um, – we got three more awards left. One of them we're going to go by quick. We got the Sacco Award. Um, that goes to Team Shear. He finished worst place in the league. So um, congrats to Team Shear. I got a trophy for you. It's a big old ball sack that will just be swinging. Yeah, better, no, better luck next year, you fucking loser. <laughs> And then biggest disappointment. All right, we got team. We got three teams nominated for the biggest disappointing year. We got Team Taco. We got Team Shear, and we got Luckless Masturbation. All three of these teams, you know, Team Shear was on a six six year playoff streak. Luckless Masturbation, he had he had the potential to make the playoffs down the stretch. And Team Taco, we've already kind of hit on it. He, we, he had a great draft, um, but just came up short and just didn't win when it mattered. And Taylor, you want to do the honors? Uh, this year's 2022-2023 Biggest Disappointment of the Year Award goes to Team Taco. Um, he won this award. Specifically because, Nick. Specifically Nick. Yeah, nothing new with Gary Topper. Um, really, he earned this award for uh, never not benching Matt Stafford and to continue yeah. to start him. Um, yeah, he kept them in too long. You know what? Uh, the ceiling, you can only go up. You know, you're at the bottom right now, but, you know, you'll make some adjustments. You got a great advisor. And uh, next year, you'll probably get some different results. Yeah. Better luck next year, Team Taco. But y'all are disappointing this year. Um, and then lastly, 
the biggest award of the year, the one that we pull the most, we got the Balls Deep Man of the Year Award. All right, and there's only one nominee for this one. Only one man was good enough to win this trophy, win this award. Um, Taylor, you want to do the honors? Drum roll, please. And the 2022-2023 Man of the Year Award goes to Gary Topper. Uh, congratulations, Gary. And uh, on behalf of, all, behalf of all fantasy football historians, commentators, and uh, legends and players, uh, we thank you for your contribution for this year. Congratulations. The Balls Deep Podcast will be donating a sizable charity to the charity of your choice for winning the Balls Deep Man of the Year. Um, first year in the league, and you just were the epitome of class, Gary. Um, we, it was a pleasure having you in the league. We hope you're in the league for many years to come. And if you ever retire from the league, since you're the first winner of the Balls Deep Man of the Year, the, the name of the trophy or award will go to, or will be changed to the Gary Topper Man of the Year Award. Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. All right, Taylor, you got anything else to add before we kick we uh we kick it out? No, that's it. Really exciting times. Uh it's about to be absolutely insanity. A lot of great games this week, uh, a lot of broken hearts, and a lot of dreams are gonna be made at the end of the before the new year. So Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be an interesting couple of weeks, these next couple of weeks. Um we'll be back next week. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah.